0: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. From the epistle. Judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and make manifest the counsels of the hearts. The third week in Advent focuses on John the Baptist and his ministry of preparation. The collect connects how John prepared Israel for Christ's first coming with the vocation of the Church and its ministry to prepare the people for Christ's second coming in glory. Both our lessons have a note of expectancy. St. Paul waiting for Christ to come and judge the hearts. The Gospel of John waiting in prison for Christ to come and judge his enemies. We prepare for Christ's coming by repentance. To repent is to change. We repent when we stop committing acts of sin and begin to pray and practice the disciplines that begin to detach us from our idols. We repent when we become aware of our selfishness and self-centeredness and begin to reorient our lives around the worship of God and service to others for His sake. There are stages of repentance. The first stage of repentance is to turn away from obvious sins, things like dishonesty in business, sexual immorality, excessive consumption, habitual acts of malice, uh, notable sins of speech like gossip and slander. But this, we discover, is only the beginning. Once we've made a serious effort through prayer to turn away from outward sin, we encounter our first frustration and discouragement in the life of faith. If we discover that having made all these outward changes, we've only begun to scratch the surface of what it means to repent. We discover The deeper sense of repentance in two principal ways. First, we discover that getting rid of the outward behavior does not get rid of the inner desire. In fact, as we stop committing outward acts of sin, the inward impulse and desire is magnified. The lack of outlet strengthens our awareness of the impulse. This is why Jesus focused on inner desire in the Sermon on the Mount when he spoke about the true meaning of the law. He said, You have heard that it was said by those of old, You shall not kill, and whoever kills will be in danger of judgment. But I say, Whoever is angry with his brother will be in danger of judgment. And you have heard them it was said by those of old you should not commit adultery but i say whoever looks on a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart we also discover new sins when we begin to talk about sin we usually default to sins of the flesh like lust and gluttony but as we progress in our faith, in our prayer, we discover what Dorothy Sayers calls the other deadly sins. Pride, envy, covetousness, malice, and sloth. As we discover these new sinful tendencies, there's an extended period of time when we actually feel like we're getting worse but we're not getting this. We're just seeing ourselves more clearly than we used to. When we enter a dimly lit room, it may appear that one or two things are out of place and it won't take a great deal of effort to clean it up. But when we turn on all the lights, we discover that the whole room is a complete mess. You see the spider webs in the corner. We see the dirt collected along the corner of the carpet. We see all manner of things that need to be thrown away, rearranged. In the early stages of repentance, we examine ourselves in the dim light of the external commandments. <clears throat> we see a few things out of order. However, as we progress, we begin to examine ourselves. In the full light of the law of love and in this fuller light we see that the whole self is in complete disorder this complete conviction of sin is a necessary foundation for spiritual growth as long as we think that what we need in life is one or two minor adjustments. We are light years away from understanding what John and Jesus mean when they say, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. To experience a new birth in Christ, the old man must die first. Conviction of sin leading to good confessions is the instrument of death. Three things are necessary for progress in our repentance. First, we must be willing to change unfaithful patterns of behavior. If certain situations, relationships, and places always lead us, into temptation and sin, then we must remove those situations, relationships, and the places from our lives. As Jesus says ever so bluntly, if your right hand caused you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better that one of your members perish than that your whole body go into hell. Jesus said that. (laughs) Second, we need to begin to develop the various virtues. Sin is merely a perversion of the good that God has given us. It is not enough to not sin. We must cultivate right patterns of thinking and acting. Now, as we cultivate right patterns of thinking and acting, we find that sin disappears as a natural byproduct. Thus, we overcome pride by the practice of humility. We conquer covetousness as we begin to practice generosity. We defeat envy as we learn contentment, and gratitude. We overcome anger as we develop patience and charity. We cultivate virtue by asking God to give us the virtues that we lack, and then by beginning to practice those virtues in our life each day. The third and most important thing that is necessary for progress in repentance is perseverance. We must persevere in our confessions and in the experience of forgiveness that frees us from guilt. Guilt keeps us connected to our old patterns of behavior. And we must persevere in practicing New behavior. It is really and truly practice. We're learning how to be new people, and it takes time to learn. We do not fail in the life of prayer because we struggle and sometimes fall. We fail because we give up the fight. Spiritual growth occurs organically. We plant a seed in the ground that grows into a plant over time as it gets a regular dose of sunlight and water. We give birth to a child, and that child grows into an adult over time as a child is fed and trained in the right way. We plant the seed of the Spirit in a person in baptism, and that person becomes a newborn child of God. That life grows as it is nurtured by the grace of the sacraments, the disciplines of the life of prayer, and the support of the body of Christ. That life will grow as long as we persevere in the disciplines of community and faith. And it will not grow if we don't persevere those things. Thus Advent exhorts us not only to repent, but also to continue in our repentance until the Lord comes, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and make manifest the counsels of the hearts. Then we will each receive our praise from God.